Hi, everyone. Welcome to season three, episode 23 of Being a Whole Person. How are you doing? That fresh start feeling in 2021 didn't last very long, did it? I want to affirm to you that it is absolutely valid if it's hard for you to focus lately, if you're feeling extra emotional lately, if things are just seeming hard. It is totally valid to want to do less right now and to want to spend more time caring for yourself. If it is feeling hard to connect with your creativity lately, that is okay too and very normal. It might take on different forms than you're expecting it to and we talk about that a little bit this episode. If you're looking for a little creative boost with a very low barrier to entry, I want to remind you about my Feel Good Creativity Unchallenge. It's totally free, it's really fun, and you get five days of bite-sized creativity and wellness prompts that are ridiculously easy to do, as small as you want them to be, and will help soothe your nervous system, which I know we all need right now, to help you put your mind in the right place for creating, and whatever that looks like right now. Small actions are always great. Showing up for something is so much better than expecting a lot and then getting overwhelmed and not doing anything. Although not doing anything, if that's what you need, is okay too. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to sign up for that and infuse your life with a little bit more fun. If you're feeling overwhelmed by this year so far and you're looking for even more support to get unstuck and start moving forward with some of your goals and intentions for this year, I also want to remind you that one-time coaching sessions are a great option. Rise Above the Overwhelm is a laser-focused single coaching session where we get right to the root of what's making you overwhelmed and work on getting you unstuck. Looking at where your time and energy is going, trying to make everything more balanced and help you practice true self-compassionate productivity instead of working all the time with unrealistic expectations on your energy. So if that interests you, there's also a link in the show notes. You're welcome to go ahead and book those. Or if you have questions, you can also hop on a free discovery call, which will also get you some tangible tips to make sure you're headed in the right direction. So those are some ways that I can support you right now in case you need it. That does it for announcements. And now I'll tell you about today's guest. Lauren Karpinski is an abstract artist who also practices many healing modalities like massage, acupuncture, Reiki, yin yoga, and these things are very integrated for her. Like me, she thinks that creativity and wellness are intertwined in such an essential way. We talk about mindfulness, the value of feeling good, how having fun makes us more productive, working with our natural energy cycles being flexible in how we engage with creativity, managing anxiety, letting go of control, lots of stuff. I'm really inspired by Lauren's playful spirit. We had a really fun conversation on her podcast earlier in 2020, which you'll hear us reference having talked before. That's where we talked before. She really is unwilling to take herself too seriously. And I think that's so great in a time when so many things seem so serious. I love her approach to creativity, and I'm excited for you to hear about it. Hello, and 
welcome to the Being a Whole Person podcast. I'm Rebecca Haas, a pianist, composer, and creative wellness coach, and my job is to help you self-compassionately grow your creative practice from a supportive foundation of wellness. This podcast features honest conversations, resources, inspiration, and tangible tips to help you cultivate more balance and ease in your work and life, follow through on your goals without constant hustle, and also feel like a whole person in the process. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have Lauren Karpinski on the podcast. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. Welcome. I mean, welcome. I mean, hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. We can welcome each other to this conversation. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Welcome to my conversation with you. (laughs) So happy to be here. I'm glad you're here too. Can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, so part of me is an artist. I paint abstract art and another part of me, well, that's really the main thing I'm doing right now is like designing stuff and abstract painting. Um, Another part of me was an acupuncturist and a massage therapist a few years ago. I haven't been doing that for a few years, but I might get back into massage. So very much um, in the wellness sphere. I really love energy work right now. Um, Yoga, yin yoga is my jam. I'm like part of me. There's all these different parts of me, but they all blend together. So basically. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Like creativity and wellness kind of go together for me. Um, So a plan of mine is trying to blend like painting with yoga or painting with Reiki and maybe get some free videos up on YouTube. Cool. Recently I've been making some YouTube video. The problem is like you have to film them and then edit them and all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of work. Even being home right now, I'm like, Oh, I'm having so much fun creating. And then finally I was like, well, I should probably video some of this stuff and get it up. And so now I'm just trying to do that because I just love painting so much. And I love, so I I guess the two things, am I, this is a long answer, but like, I don't know how to answer because (laughs) long answers are good. It's like all these things together. I feel like make up what I do and who I am. So creativity and wellness kind of go hand in hand for me. So my, studio where I paint is also where I do my yoga and my meditation. So, you know, like I might be working on a few different abstract pieces and then while the paint's drying, I might do a nice yoga class and it's all just gooey gooey and yummy. <laughs> nice. How, so you said you're thinking of combining Reiki with art and yoga with art. Can you tell me more about What does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah. I have been exploring this. So I feel like as with a lot of people, 2020 has brought like a lot of reflection and like what's important to you and important in your life and all that stuff. And I realized how important painting is in my life and then how important, I guess, energy work is and just you know, meditate, self-realization, self-reflection, all those things. So how would it look if I'm trying to put this together? What I'm 
kind of feeling like it is coming to me is that the Reiki would be kind of more of like meditation on the chakras. So you're kind of, we're doing it together. So I would be able to like guide, I guess, the session or the video or whatever, um, but using the chakras, I think, and don't quote me on this because, you know, things are always <laughs> ebbing and flowing, but of that's course. what came to me the other day. So I just kind of ended up reikiing for myself, just like, you know, for the highest good, whatever I need. And then I just kind of ended up meditating on the solar plexus chakra and, you know, that color is yellow. And then I envisioned, you know, um, I'm self-confident. I'm, I'm respect myself. I value myself. And then, which was kind of cool. I kind of answered myself, like as I'm picturing myself surrounded in all this lovely energy, I answered myself and I was like, I am confident. Yes, I know I can do that. I respect myself. No, that is not acceptable to me. So these were like things that were, you know, how you can, I guess, have affirmations, but then also what that looks like. You know, I value myself. I love when that happens though, that you're looking for an answer and through the process of reflecting, you happen upon it. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that I trust the most, I think too, is like, oh, okay, well that could be either something I just needed for myself, or that could be something that might show up in a way for like a video to help somebody else too, possibly. So that was kind of more, I think, an idea for having like Reiki and either during the same video doing some kind of art or it's going to be like a separate video like okay well now the paint's going to be drying so if you feel like doing this Reiki meditation you know click this video. So they could watch you live painting? Well I hadn't thought about live but more just like pre-recorded videos for YouTube but that's true I guess that is something I don't mind doing or I guess I don't mean live but like the process watching you paint right as you do it yeah and so right now I just started recording some videos that were basically I just call it playing because to me the whole thing is just playing like I'm just making my life fun because (laughs) I'm just playing with paints and it happens the creativity um just happens to help with like my anxiety as well Um, And that kind of blends with the yin yoga and the Reiki. It's all things that I do really just for self-care that bring me so much joy. But yeah, so you can watch me painting. I kind of started explaining like different um, techniques or tips or tricks or mediums or types of paint. So I've just been like filming a lot recently, but I haven't really done much uploading yet. Cool. Sounds like it will be fruitful. So I think I feel like it's the right direction. Um, And with, you know, COVID right now, it's a crazy time. So I was thinking about doing more like Reiki home visits or doing energy work for people, like again, getting out of the house. And I was like, no, I don't think I'm ready to do that. I think Mm -hmm. it's just so up in the air. Yeah. And I was kind of just pondering how is another way that I can show up, you know, just with this positive energy. And that's when, you know, I kind of did that meditation. I'm like, oh, well, maybe just, you know, a nice Reiki meditation with chakras, like as, 
has something, if somebody was interested, they could do, you know, in between my painting videos, because um, it's something that really helps me. So you just said that you like to play and it's just the way that you make yourself feel good and make your life fun. Have you always had that attitude or has that been something mm-hmm. you've had to cultivate? No, I've been told probably my entire life that I'm very immature and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So no, I just, that's just how I am. The downside of that is that if it's not something I feel like I can play at or have fun, I have a really hard time like doing it or being there or showing up. So that's the downside to that. But Mm -hmm. the upside is when I, I could spend, you know, 12 hours painting and it's just like fun and I'm in it and I'm flowing and it's just something that brings me great joy. And I use it as a tool to not take life too seriously or be mindful or, I guess all that stuff. I find that refreshing. What? Oh, thank you. Because a lot of us, myself included, find that we really have to give ourselves permission to do things that feel good just because they feel good. Like I know I was instilled with this need for a work ethic and, you know, I got a lot of those messages growing up. And so it was like, if something was just fun, it didn't really have the worth inherently that like working did. Oh, okay. So I find it very refreshing (laughs) to hear that you can just do that because that's something I've had to cultivate personally. Oh, okay. So how did you cultivate it? Like, what did you have to do? Just basically say you have permission to have fun and then like do something fun? Yeah. I mean, it's in process, of course, but Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's mainly what it is, is trying to dismantle that message that, okay, work is more important than everything else and Mm -hmm. feeling good, kind of just reminding myself that feeling good has a value in and of itself. Yes. I love that because I think it's so true. And I think there has to be, there has to be this balance. Like you need work for bills and all that stuff, but the other piece of the puzzle that almost has to exist with that is like this feeling of fun. Uh, Otherwise we would just be robots. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and especially when you do work for yourself, it's like, did I get into this to be a mean boss? No, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) You know, I'm choosing this because I want to do it. Right. And it, should feel good like that's part of the reason yeah yeah and as I explore more about the idea of compassionate productivity which is something I've really gotten into in the last few months I'm like okay actually if you feel good you do better work Mm, I agree and it's not that the doing better work has to be the main goal but if that is your main goal like feeling good's only gonna help you that's true I mean if, and if you try to even make things that maybe aren't as fun a little bit more fun, you'll probably have more stamina doing it too. Exactly. Yeah. However you can. However you can. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That's something that's big for me. I just, I like to just feel like I'm having fun <laughs> and I'm just playing. And then these really cool happy accidents happen. 
you're like, oh, wow, I had no yeah. idea like that was going to show up or happen. And you're, yeah, you're more in like a flow. So how do you get yourself to do something? I know you said like if something isn't fun, it's more difficult for you to show up for it. But what if it's, if it's something that you like really have to show up for and mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like it's fun? Like what, how do you approach that? That's a really good question. I am not sure how I'm going to answer Let's see what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you don't have to tell me like the good way to approach it. It's how I do. If the way you approach it is messy, like that, I'm, I'm just curious what it looks like. Probably the first thing that I would do would be try to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then if that is not an answer, then it would just try to be like talking myself into realizing that it's more scary in my head or more like you actually don't know what it's going to be. You think it's going to be hard or you think it's going to be this or that, but it didn't happen yet. So it might not be as hard as you think. It might not be as stressful on you as you think or whatever. Like I've try to do this self-dialogue of putting myself into the position of feeling a little bit more okay with doing it. And then, I don't know if it's something like that's going to be a long period of time. So let's say you have to go to work and then you have like meetings all day and you just think you're going to hate all of them. Breaks. Like I take little breaks. I remember when I would get stressed at my other job, if I had 30 minutes for lunch, 20 minutes of that would be in my car with like meditation app in my ears mm-hmm. and like deep breathing and calming down. And then that would put me in a good headspace to then go forward in the rest of the day and handle the stress a little bit better or something. So mm-hmm. giving myself mandatory breaks, if that's an option, but usually you can make it an option. <laughs> yeah. I talk about that a lot, like how we think we can't take breaks but Mm -hmm. we probably can. But even if we can't like say you're in that meeting and you can't like physically step out, you could breathe deeply for Mm -hmm. five breaths, 10 breaths, like something that no one can tell you're doing, but you're still kind of putting yourself in that spot. Yeah. Or you could, well, you could probably, it's not like the, the best thing, but you could probably excuse yourself to go to the restroom, whether you have to pee or not. Sure. And you could give yourself 30 seconds in there to either just, you know, wash your hands with some cold water, um, take some deep breaths in there. So you're kind of just out of the meeting and like refreshing yourself. Yeah. And sometimes we don't think we have the agency to do that, but we actually do. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Because, yeah, you approach things, your approach to fun and feeling good as a main goal in life, like I said, is not something that has always come naturally to me. Oh, well, cool. Maybe there's, yeah, there's more room for you to play around there. Mm-hmm. See, the only thing that I found is that that pretty much is my main goal. It's like, I just, want to have fun and I want to feel good understanding that there's still responsibilities in my life. Yeah, Um, of course. But since a lot of people aren't like that, sometimes that gets hard. 
like having to just not listen to other people's opinions and stuff Mm -hmm. where I'm like, no, this is what works for me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe reaching an understanding with people that you need to work with or something. Right. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it comes, that's what comes natural for me. So it's just who I am. Yeah. So if you're able to play, I would imagine that engaging in creativity usually comes easily, but do you have hurdles to that? Yeah, I would say definitely. Cause it, it, it depends. Like sometimes I'll be real, like being a girl, we get our menstrual cycles. Mm, so yep. before my menstrual cycle, I usually have, you know, dips in emotions and I might come in to try to paint and my head is just like, I'm feeling sad today for no reason. I don't get it. You know? And so then I just give myself permission, like, well, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing right now. Um, and either I let that be a day where I watch Netflix all night (laughs) or I might find a different outlet. Um, so like painting is very physical and hands-on. But then I also like coming up with like funny t-shirts or cool t-shirts that I put on my Etsy. So I might come into a different form of creativity where it's just like, oh, I can just sit down, open my computer and, you know, design text or whatever. And and maybe that's where my head is that day. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's not in painting or maybe the creativity just comes out in you know, doing a yin yoga routine, because that is something that helps my anxiety amazing. So maybe I just, you know, just picking a few different poses, and then doing those is where my creativity, you know, comes in for that day. So I think that's such a good point that creativity can look so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that your energy level really does play into what's the best way to engage with it that day. And that like you think of creativity, you might think of painting first, but that's not all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, creativity can be so many different things. I know people that love to cook and they find that creative because they might be, you know, making a recipe where yeah, for me, I'm not supposed to be in the kitchen. Like, I set my oven on fire this year. Like that's how much I'm not (laughs) supposed to be in the kitchen. Oh no. For serious. Yeah. But creativity can be so many different things. It doesn't have to just be like, I'm a sculptor or something uh, along those lines. I've been really thinking about that during this time too, because as people are affected by all the many long ranging effects of COVID, Mm and how that's affected our way of life and people's work. Like I know a lot of people have kind of lost their spark for creativity in the normal way that they do it. And that can be really discouraging. There's a lot on our minds and yeah, I've really been encouraging people to think about creativity in as broad a way as possible. And maybe it's not going to look the same right now. Maybe it's going to be different for a while. Maybe you're evolving into something new but it's okay if it looks different. Right. So I'm glad that you've embraced that. No, I agree. I think it's okay if it looks different. I mean, you could go out for a walk literally and just do the normal course you do backwards. And that could be you being like using your creative mind. Like, oh, I'm seeing this world from a different view now because I'm going down the street the opposite way. Like I do that a lot, actually. (laughs) I'm like, I need to just mix it up a little. I just did that yesterday because I was like, No, I'm on autopilot. I'm just going to switch it up and do it 
a little bit different. Yeah, there. And I, yeah. And that's like utilizing a creative part of your brain. I think exactly. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. could be as simple as that. And we have such an idea. I say we, not you and me, but like we mm-hmm. Americans or maybe the Western world, I don't know how to generalize, but like the creativity is like the art, the music, the acting, the whatever. And people are like, oh, I don't have a talent for that. So I'm not creative. And it's like, yeah. no, everyone is creative. You just maybe don't realize how you're using your creativity. Agreed. I feel the same way. I have a girlfriend who does like a lot of um, PR stuff or she has a PR stuff. So she's constantly writing, you know, cool. I don't even know what you call them, not headlines or whatever, but she's, you know, writing a lot. And then she'll see my paintings and she's be like, I I don't, I'm not really creative. I'm like, yeah, you have, yes, you are. Like that's exactly what your whole job is creative. Yeah. And I think maybe if people aren't doing it for themselves, it doesn't feel as meaningful and maybe they don't see the creativity in it because of that personal of Mm. course but yeah right yeah so I I noticed one of the first things you said when you were describing yourself was creativity and wellness are very linked for you of course you know they are for me too and the whole point of what I do in this podcast are but can you tell me a little more about just like your philosophy behind that or how they're linked for you So everything to me has an underlying energy and getting into the creative head of just like making things. And for me, it's usually all abstract most of the time because it's a way to let my like intuitive feelings take over just the intuitive. Like I feel like there needs to be a splat right there, a curve right here or a smush right there. And then I'm not really like thinking, I'm just kind of, and sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it, but you just keep moving forward. So that space to me, because the thinking brain isn't the one driving, it feels like a very healing place because it's similar to what you're trying to do. Like if you are getting reiki or you're doing yin yoga you're trying to get into this space where your parasympathetic takes over right your rest and digest and you breathe deeper and your body processes are more of in a healing mode that's what it feels like for me if i'm in a creative flow and so that's how the creativity is linked for me it feels like i'm able to not be in a stressful state I think that's my answer. So (laughs) yeah, I really like that. So they both have a sense of surrender. It sounds like. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. A a relinquishing of control. Yeah. Cause uh, that is often what we try to do, at least for me in your waking life is you're trying to control like what's for dinner, how this schedule, I have to do this, I have to do this. And so being able to get out of that headspace is very healing. I think. Yeah, me too. As someone who experiences anxiety and Mm -hmm. with the world seeming increasingly uncertain, it's always uncertain, but like right now, of course it seems more uncertain that it can be, I have to be a lot more intentional about that sense of surrender and it doesn't always feel safe either. Do you have any advice for people on how to make it feel okay to do that? Make it feel safe? 
That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, just tell us, you know, the answer to everything. <laughs> I think my answer to that would have to be get a meditation routine. And I know people are probably like, if they don't meditate, they're probably like, I hear this all the time and I just don't get it or I don't like it. Yeah. But I think it, like even like five minutes or a few times a week, if you can be able to slow down and just sit still. So, okay, I'll say this is one thing I like about yin yoga. The way I use yin yoga, if you don't know about yin yoga, it's slower, you hold the poses. And what you do is you come into this little place of discomfort in the pose. So you're not like super in pain, but you feel it. Mm -hmm. You, you know, make the commitment to hold the pose and just sit still. So even that in itself is a form of meditation. Um, and the way that helps with my anxiety and makes me feel safer, I guess, is it's allowing me to realize I can be in this little bit of discomfort and I can still just stay here and breathe through it and know it might be here for a little while, it might dissipate, it might come and go, but I'm telling myself I'm in this, I'm holding it, I'm a little bit uncomfortable and that, and I'm still okay. So it's like those dual truths of I might be uncomfortable, but I'm okay. Yeah. So even just having something like that, I, I don't know. It, it makes me feel a little bit more like it makes me feel safer. It makes me feel like I know I can handle something that comes my way. I know I'll have the strength to handle it. And I think when you kind of have a little bit of that in you, like I, I'm, things will be hard, things will come but I know I'll be able to figure it out when it comes. And again, this is like a work in progress for me. Like these are things that I'm working on myself. Of course. But I think if you can have that, either just a few minutes of meditation or in yoga or something, you can slowly build up a sense of security in yourself. Yeah. And so even if the world around you is uncomfortable or you're uncomfortable, you can kind of have a little bit more grounding. Mm-hmm. And you're not just telling yourself that you can sit with the discomfort. You're showing yourself, like you're mm. proving it to yourself every single time. And right. that provides some security for like the logical brains among us too, is like, right. okay, I know I did this. I have an example. And I know just sitting in a discomfort, a pose of discomfort in yoga isn't the same as like a medical procedure that you're scared about or something, but you're totally right. Mm -hmm. You're building that skill every single time you're increasing your ability to be in discomfort. Yeah. That's why I really fell in love with it. So I've always been meaning to try you in yoga and I have not yet. Oh my God. I loved it. I did my teacher training because with COVID, I just did it online. Mm, yeah. So it was good. It was yummy. It was awesome. But so I have things that like help me or that are dear to my heart are more the things that I would like to share. So that's like if I do put up videos or something, it's usually something that has been important to me or that helped me. So they might be coming because yin yoga is awesome. It's on my list. So we've already talked about a lot of self-care yeah. throughout the podcast, but do you have other practices that are integral to your life that you want to share? 
Well, walks are, I think we've talked about walks before. Walks yeah. are a big one for me, or even I'm lucky that we have um, a reservation like five minutes from us. So I can just drive over there and do nice little hikes in this park, I guess. Nice. So I get like the nature therapy and the walking and that I don't think I could not have that <laughs> in my life. So being outside yeah. in nature is key. And then yeah, walking. I'm not a runner. I I will not run, but give me a hill to walk up. I'll walk up it. <laughs> I'm the same way. My knees don't really like me to run. Yeah, they might don't like it either. And I'm like, it's okay, you guys. We'll just do a yeah. nice walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like hills, walking up a hill, like that is still really good exercise. Heck yeah. Nothing wrong with walking as exercise. It's been my mode for like 10 years. Yeah. 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 I remember you saying, because we were talking about, I was like, that's hard for me to do in the winter. And you're like, yeah. I just had to make a pact unless my cheeks were burning. I think you were saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's totally not an issue for me anymore now that I live in California. But like, oh, right, right. I remember that Minnesota winter when I was like, okay, unless the air is really like hurting my face, I'm going to go out every yeah. day and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I really made friends with winter that year. It really made a difference. Ugh, I might have to try it this winter. I don't know. Ugh. Or ice. If there was ice and I couldn't walk safely, I wouldn't. Oh, you right. Know. So you would slip. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to like invest in snowshoes or something. It's yeah. Or yak tracks. <laughs> Yak tracks are really good because you have oh. the little spikes under your... Oh, we'll see. I feel like in the colder months, I end up doing more indoor stuff, like more yoga or yeah. more, um, just walking inside. That makes sense. And then in the warmer months, like spring through fall, I'm like outside, like yeah. doing the hiking trail or yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really spoiled now that I can do that year mm. round. And when people are like, oh, it's chilly here. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the air never hurts my face here. So I'm always going to be fine. Jealous, jealous, jealous. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the Bay Area is very expensive. So there are trade-offs for sure. Like with everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then I'll just ask you, what does being a whole person mean to you? Mm, I would say giving your permission, giving yourself permission to like have multifaceted things about yourself, like not describing yourself as like this one thing, right? Or describing yourself as your job or however society would just describe you. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> like you are so much more you're like this amazing energetic being that has these amazing creative sides to you it's not black and white you might be something one day and then the next day you might feel like you're something else and then you are that day I don't know how to explain that except like we're constantly changing so yeah. to make ourselves or to think of ourselves as like one thing isn't allowing ourselves to be the whole person that we actually are yeah I totally agree 
I like that definition a lot. Yeah. We are always changing and it's tough to accept how much we're always changing and to wrap your head around it. That is true. That is all part of our, our wholeness and it might be messy. The wholeness of each of us. It's usually messy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is messy. It is. <laughs> yeah. It, it really is. And I'm a sucker for, I love self-help stuff. Oh, I can give a book recommendation actually. I've, oh yeah. I've been really into Caroline Miss. She's a medical intuitive and she's written all these really great books. One is called Anatomy of the Spirit and she oh, goes yeah. into, yeah, you've heard of it? I have it and I started reading oh. it and I don't know what happened. I didn't get very far, but I liked it. Well, when it's the right time, um, like I had it literally for years and then during quarantine, I just kind of saw it and I was like, oh, let me start reading this game changer. I was like, what? Who is she? You know, Googling her, got her another book to find gravity. I'm almost done with that one, but really, really great. If you're into all that stuff, um, you know, healing, healing beyond reason, the mystical mind, like connecting with, um, beyond your thinking mind, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, highly recommend. Yeah. I agree. Sometimes it has to be the right time right, to pick up a book or to like, to absorb it the way it's intended. Yeah, definitely has to be. Yeah. Cause like, you know, that saying where you could hear something five times, and then the sixth time you're like, wait, what? Like it just, yeah. like it was the right time. It was, right. Right. So that, I genuinely believe that. So yeah, me too. Well, this has been such a gem filled conversation. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for having me. The last thing I like to ask people is what are you excited about right now? Painting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> What am I excited about? Yeah, I would say I'm excited about, um, yeah, it's all about, I think just what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I finally got to this point through lots of, oh, I said her books too with self-reflection. She has a lot of like questions in her books. So I usually mm -hmm. have my journal. I'm a journaling nerd. I usually have my journals and my books that I'm underlying and then you answer like the self, the questions, realization and all that stuff. I also have some journals on my Etsy that I designed with my paintings. Ooh, Just cool. plugging that. Yeah, I'll link to all that stuff in the show notes for sure. Thank you. But yeah, so I think I'm just excited because I feel like I've really been able to take the time to reflect and just do what feels good for me. And that's just exciting to be in that space where I'm like, painting feels good. So I'm just going to keep painting and having fun. And, you know, yin yoga feels good. I'm going to keep doing yin yoga. Just kind of coming into this space of doing what feels good for me and honoring where I am. And so that makes me excited that I'm in a space to be able to do that for myself. Yeah. And just be there. Yeah. I'm excited for you that you're there too. Uh, thank you. I know we don't get to stay there all the time. So when, when we're in that excited place, we have to appreciate it. What are you excited about right now? Mm. Flipping right. The yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, right at this moment, I'm excited about lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my, uh, 
my immediate answer. Yeah. But I think in a, in a slightly broader sense, um, this is going to come out later and this will already be out, but I'm making an ebook right now about fueling your creative work with compassionate productivity that I'm about to put out. So I'm excited about that. It'll already be out when everyone is listening to this. Oh, heck yeah. That is super exciting. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Books aren't easy to write, man. So good on you. That's, that's a big task. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's the little workbook. It has kind of a method for how you can go through your day and um, like plan out your day in a compassionate way, but then it also Aww. has lots of different reflection questions about like, what is your relationship to productivity? Do you have systems that are working for you? How do they make you feel, Ooh. you know, just kind of unpacking a lot of the the stuff that we have around productivity too, so that we can be kind to ourselves around it. Yeah. Cause when it feels fun, it's much easier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Your, oh, your words would fit right in with a lot of the stuff I talk about in the book. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Lauren. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Being a Whole Person. The music you're hearing right now was written and performed by me, supported by Tim O'Keefe on percussion. If you'd like to take it one step further, You can sign up to get access to my library of worksheets, my favorite tools and resources, and some other fun stuff at coachingforcreativewellness.com slash resources. And you'll also receive my creative wellness letters via email every Monday. You can find show notes at coachingforcreativewellness.com slash podcast. See you next time and be kind to yourself.